Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank descriptions of sex, and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy. Touch yourself. Show me how you like it. Goosebumps spilled across her belly as I slid her dampened knickers over her legs and tossed them onto the floor. Heat flared in Lark's eyes as I spread her knees and breathed in her scent. Vulnerable, seductive, she was more than ready. Stoking my desire, she obeyed my command, slim fingers massaging her wet pussy. She watched me with a watch her, biting her lip when she touched a particularly sweet spot. My focus oscillated between her face and her slick, nimble fingers. I imagined this, but real life beats fantasy. My mouth literally watered. Hungry and impatient, I brushed her hand aside. My turn. Clara? Neil! Oh my gosh, we love we love a scene where it's like, hello, woman, show me your sexuality. Show me what you like so that I can do it instead of just shoving it in. Yes, yes, yes. Lots of consent. Consent, consent, consent. But as much as we enjoy that, Claire, we have to do the podcast now. Oh, we can't just say yes, yes, yes for two and a half hours? No, sadly we cannot. (laughs) Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Claire. And this is FMK Lit. Where we read two romance novels. A straight one and a queer one. And then we play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters. We sure do. Also, all the spoilers. So many spoilers. If you were coming here for live, fresh opinions that did not include the rest in peace ending, you have come to the wrong place. (laughs) We are rotted. decomposed Uh, if you don't like spoilers just pause this go buy the books read them and then come back yeah and i'll say up top these were both some pretty enjoyable books to read yeah so just go read them go read these books and then come back to our desiccated rigor mortis grins (laughs) while we talk about absolutely everything that happens in these books (laughs) Indeed. Claire, what did we read? Well, we read Morbidly Yours, a steamy romantic comedy about love and luck by Ivy Fairbanks and Cemetery Boys by Aidan Thomas. And what was the theme? Oh, the theme was cemeteries. Ooh. Ooh. You say love and luck. I feel like luck wasn't real. Anyway, we'll get into it. Is it just because it's in Ireland that they're like, oh, it's lucky? No, at one point, like, she called him Lucky, and he said, I am lucky for meeting you. Like, there was a whole cute thing when, like, because they were giving each other names when they were on the roller skates. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's it. That is basically (laughs) Luck was never mentioned the rest of the time. I think it's it's because it's in Ireland. Uh, Yes. Before we get into it, though, Claire, before we exhume these books to discuss them, what has got you hot and pothered? 
Uh, I am hot and bothered. Tis the spoopy season. Spoopy. And you know what? I don't normally get into this. Like, it's not that big a deal to me. I know a lot of other people really dig Halloween. I, you know, I think it's fine. It's fine. I don't like, there's a lot of cool stuff about it, but for the most part, it's not for me. But having a house where trick-or-treaters might actually show up as opposed to an apartment uh, does change things. And we are this weekend finishing building some very spooky stuff to put in our lawn. I am putting on a costume-ish thing and we are going to be putting out candy and I am looking forward to it. I really am great see yeah. i really enjoy halloween it's just that getting around this city on halloween is the ninth circle of hell trying to get around san francisco on new year's or halloween forget about it it's impossible it's absolutely impossible they're so when the people two are like, days i know so when people are like come out on halloween i'm like no fuck you no nope <laughs> no Leading up to, sure, even the Saturday before, if it's not on a Saturday or a Friday, like the Saturday before is also an absolute shit show. Um, it's even, it's, it's like, I haven't even had that much trouble getting around the city during Pride and Pride is crazy. Right? Right? <laughs> For the things where they close down Market Street, it's not as hard to get around the, oh God, dreadful. But other than that, I enjoy Halloween. I like... Oh. You know, I don't like horror, but I like, you know, witchy yeah. things and spice things and candy. I mean, I like, I, I mean, there is something super special about it being, you know, October. Like, it really does feel like the end of fall, he, like the fun summer warm part of fall headed into like the cold Thanksgiving part. And it, is, it got cold here very quickly as of like two days ago. <laughs> Just like all of a sudden, it was fall. As as um, when we were in Philly, the first couple days felt fairly summer. Last days, dog days of summer, and then immediately it was fall. Immediately. Yes. Oh my god, it was so funny. We went from like shorts and thinking, how can I take off more clothes? Like it was so funny because like we had shorts on and like I fell asleep and in uh, Christine's guest room and it was so hot and I was like I, I have to sleep on top of everything like I can't believe this I feel like I'm sweating and then the next night like and left all the windows open because it was still hot in the morning came back that evening and it was frigid and it was like <laughs> oh my god we left all the windows open <laughs> and it was cold from then on out yeah I mean it wasn't cold it was very nice I enjoyed it it was it was definitely brisk. 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 Anyway, spoopy season, Neil. Yes. What has got you hot and bothered? I uh, dating. Oh. Dating. Uh, dating. Dating. It sounds like it's, the defeated, deflated, right? Like the balloon sound, like the sound of right. just a balloon <laughs> letting go of its air. That right. So, I just have two quick stories. One of them you two already know, but it's just like night and day. So, recently I went over to a guy's house. Uh, it he he lives like two blocks away from me. He's cute. We'd been chatting. I'm like, great. We love convenience. We love a walkable hookup. Um, 
And then he proceeded to get like drunk on like a glass and a half of wine. <laughs> and then we were like, you know, getting to it. And he's like, sorry, I'm not going to be able to come just because I've like jerked off a couple times today. And I'm like, sure. Perfectly valid. Perfectly valid. That is fine. And then he just kind of like rolled over and was like, okay, let's cuddle now. And I'm like, no, but I, okay. And then his personality is getting randomly aggressive in moments. Ooh, no. <laughs> but, but not like violent aggressive, just like he'll just say things very aggressively. So like, I was like, oh yeah, I don't drink coffee. And he's like, what? I was just like, oh, but like we were two inches away from each other because we were in his bed. I was just like, what? It Anyway. And I would just like to balance that out with, I went out with a guy, we'd been talking on one of the apps for a while, schedules just didn't line up, we like work right near each other, so it makes perfect sense to just like go to a happy hour after work, blah, blah, blah. We finally got to hang out, and I was like, oh my god, he's cuter in person, and we were chitting, chatting, and there was one point, like I showed up a little bit late, and these two guys were talking to him at the bar one of them obviously wanted to fuck him <laughs> it was really funny um and so he kind of like shooed them away and then we were chatting and then uh drag bingo started happening and we we're both just like i'd rather be somewhere quieter so we can like have a conversation so we go across the street to another bar and then we run into a friend of his who just sort of like hey what's going on and it's just like hanging out at our table i'm like yeah sure 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 sure, sure. but also like I'm here to like get to know this guy. So yeah. I go to the bathroom and I come back and we like chat a little bit longer. And then his friend just walks away without saying anything. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I guess he's done. He's like, yeah, when you were at the, at the bar just now, I was, I, I was like, Hey, I'm like trying to get to know this guy. So if you could sort of like see your way out, I didn't expect him to just like drop the mic and walk away he literally <laughs> said nothing to us we'd been having like a whole conversation and then we were like oh yeah blah 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 and then he just walked away i was like okay fine so i'm talking to this guy and i was like oh that's really like i really appreciate that he like did that that he's making an effort to like actually get to know me we're chatting he's a good kisser and blah 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 and he was like I, something came up in conversations like, oh, yeah, didn't I tell you I'm moving to Sacramento in June? Uh, and for those of you listeners who do not know, Sacramento is a two hour drive outside of San Francisco. And I don't have a car. It's like a two and a half. A good day. Yeah. It's like a two and a half hour train ride, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a gorgeous yeah, it's train ride. But shorter by train. I'm not going to. I'm not dating someone that far away. I'm not I'm not dating anyone who's like three neighborhoods away from me. If his profile says Bertle Heights, it's not happening. <laughs> um, not that there's anything wrong with Bertle Heights. It's just too far from anywhere I exist. So that's been that's been that's the update on my love life. Either I'm getting shouted at in bed or connecting with men who are just about to leave, which is all perfectly on brand for me. Shouted out in bed. After, like, he's like, oh, I'm probably not going to be able to come. So let's just cuddle. I'm sorry. Yeah. Did you forget that I'm not a body pillow? <laughs> right. So that's been that. Fun. Fun for you. Yeah. It's the 
best. Oh, and then I was and I was talking to that guy to shout at me in bed guy. Um <laughs> actually today I was just like, hey, you know, what's going on? And he's like, Oh yeah, I'm hanging out with my ex because completely by accident we live like five doors down from each other in this apartment complex. And I was like, Oh, you're in the beginning of uh, a rom com. It's like, I mean, yeah, we did go to a gay party together last or like a Halloween party last night and get super fucked up. I was like Okay, great. I'm excited to see that Hallmark movie or whatever. <sighs> anyway, should we talk about some books? Let's talk about some books. Let's talk about books, baby. Morbidly Yours, a romantic comedy about love and luck by Ivy Fairbanks. Falling for the wrong person? Bury your feelings. That was good. That was good. Sorry. 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 <laughs> uh, Colin F- uh, Flannelly would rather dive into an open grave than take a stranger to dinner and a movie. But he can only inherit the family undertaking business and carry on their legacy under one condition. He must marry before his 35th birthday. So it's out of the mortuary and into the dating scene. Lark Thompson would rather get crushed by a falling anvil than live next to a funeral home during her stay in Galloway, Ireland. The vicious, uh, the vivacious, not vicious, the vivacious <laughs> American cartoon creator and animator came here to embrace life, not be reminded of losing her husband. When Lark learns of Colm's dilemma and aversion to marrying out of necessity rather than love, she agrees to help the introverted mortician. Although sworn off of love herself, she's optimistic that she, that, uh, that Colm can find the one and secure his inheritance. But as the dating project progresses and their friendship grows, so does a mutual attraction. The more time she spends with serious, sarcastic Colum, the more she dreads finding him a match. And the more disastrous dates he endures, the more trepidation he feels for Lark's imminent return to the States. If they can think of a poss- uh, if, they c- if they think it's possible to ignore their connection, they're dead wrong. That was that was interminable, wasn't it? I know it was very long. <laughs> <is> so long. <sighs> uh, but Neil, that's what the book says mm-hmm. it was about. Is mm-hmm. that what the book was about? Um, more or less. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the 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 premise of this book is American getting a new start somewhere in Europe, and like very much a fantasy of mine. Great. Um, and then we have the like sunshine and storm cloud tropes, the like she's outgoing and vivacious. He's kind of a loner. So she's like breaking him out of his shell. And then the fun sort of like cultural miscommunications, which could have been done better. Let's put a pin in that. Um, and, and then there's this whole bit too, where we find out that part of why she's there, her husband died and we find out over the course of the book that she's responsible put a pin in that because that also could have been done better um and so that's you know and she's like at the dream job and meets the guy that she's like oh let's just be friends and then they fall in love and then 
there's the ticking clock of the um he has to get married or he'll lose the mortuary which i don't think is legal like i don't think you can actually do that i don't think so either what i loved about it though is that's like such a classic trope where you know she needs to stay he needs to he needs to get this inheritance and um so they're gonna get fake married but that's not what happens in the book that is and like that's what it felt like they were setting up but that is not what happened and there was like all these points for like the normal miscommunication trope that also didn't happen Mm -hmm. so no they're just honest with each other well except about one important thing but they're really pretty honest with each other. He's like, yeah, you know, I've got this weird thing. Like, I got to get married. Otherwise, I won't get, you know, this thing that's been mm-hmm. in my family for a long time. And she's like, that sucks. Why don't you just marry someone for, you know, a green card? Green card marriages. Like, <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 no. I don't believe in that. But I mean, it was just, it was very adult and very, like, mm-hmm. even though that was very unrealistic that you have to be married or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought the way they wrapped stuff around it felt real. Yes. Yeah. And actually, I mean, I found Lark to be a little obnoxious. Um, She was a little too peppy for my taste. I found her very obnoxious at the top of the book. The rest of the book, I I really saw myself in her. (laughs) So there was a large part of it where, you know, it's it's like she can be in front of people. She can make friends. She can talk to people like it's a lot of fun. But, you know. She she does she needs to recharge and she does feel really awkward about yeah. stuff and she doesn't like conf- confrontation yeah you know like I, so at the very very top it almost felt like it was a slightly different character yeah which and, is which is the thing that happens a lot I feel in these books that it's like they it's like okay I need to it's like you know writers learn you need to establish who this character is the very first time we see them and then they put a lot of work into that but then they don't put work into sort of like keeping that going through the rest of the book yeah um but yeah I found her a little obnoxious at the top but I I haven't rooted for a couple like I rooted for them in quite some time oh totally like i yes agreed so like at the very top the very first time they met i hated her i was like what an obnoxious person i dislike her immensely and then it was almost like two days later i was like nope she's fine i like her (laughs) the the circumstances of the meet cute were really fun too so she um finds this apartment next door to Colum's mortuary and she thinks it's a bed and breakfast and she gets a package for them by mistake and it's five body bags <laughs> and so at the very beginning of the book she opens up a package of five body bags and she's like uh, uh and then she finds out it's a mortuary and and then she has this thing where she's like like kind of put off by reminders of death mm-hmm. um which is very normal like but it was done in a way that feel- felt very normal to an average person i wish it had been deeper so it had been like more of a barrier to the relationship yeah yeah i think it was dropped pretty early like at, like she got used to it pretty fast yeah um yeah yeah, yeah. I think one of the one of the best parts of it like was at the very beginning where she has to make her way to the job her job her first day and this was so funny like she can't get a license 
to drive a car mm-hmm. yet because of the way her visa works. And she wants to take the bus, but the bus like isn't coming. It's like all a mess. So she's just going to walk. She just gets like it's raining. Somebody you, splashes on her. You know what? The, she says like, oh, rideshare isn't an option here. I'm like, why not? Galway yeah, is a large city. Like, I don't see why that's. A, and then she's like, oh, I, I looked up the route. So I knew to walk. And then she like ended up in a cemetery and i'm like but you told us you knew where you were going yeah so that was that was all a mess yeah but i i did enjoy like the setup in that like she knew if she crossed the cemetery she'd just get there right away right but she didn't want to cross the cemetery because she was freaked out and then a man in uh and then a man in a um, a hearse pulls up and is like, "Would you like a ride?" Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the boom boom of that. Like, I yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was pretty great. Yeah, that's the thing. There were there were several moments in this book that like the ba-da-ba-da were good as long as you sort of like blurred some of the setup. You just yes. kind of had to hand wave a few things that. I, and I know it's pedantic of me and kind of bitchy of me, but like moments like that pull me out of it. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. Um. So she goes to the job. She's the art director for a cartoon that a um, a local studio is putting on. Right, and it's their um, first full length. Yes. And then uh, I just want to point out uh, Anvi and Rory, who are her two coworkers that are, like, super cool. Anvi's, like, gorgeous mm-hmm. and is, like, willing to stand up for her and then Rory's the like adorable non-binary person who's just like you can do it um <laughs> and then we have Sean who is a senior animator he we find out later he's the head of the studio's nephew um and we find out pretty quickly that he's always pawning his work off on other people he's like constantly questioning authority being an absolute asshole but everybody's scarred to say anything because his uncle runs the studio and i appreciated that like there's a moment when they first met or like when they're first like working um where lark is like oh hey i need these you know these scenes from you or whatever and he's like oh yeah like it's gonna be i'm gonna have to be late on that because i have to go like pick up my kid from whatever whatever is that gonna be a problem and she's like oh no like family comes first totally understand get them to me by monday totally fine and then i was like girl i know where this is going and then the very next thing that happens is in her mind she's like i'm gonna have to keep my eye on this guy aren't i i'm like okay good you're aware thank you yes love it love it and it was like the moments where she got into conflicts with sean were so frustrating because it was so it was like inherent in her character that she's not good at conflict and so i was just like it was frustrating because i was just like just like yell at him girl do it just do it and she she just like physically couldn't and she wanted to and she was just like yell at this guy yell at this guy okay sean thanks bye okay sean thanks (laughs) bye um it did so, make yeah. it though when she did stand up to him like really really satisfying yeah yeah and i i like to okay let's just cut to it so um towards the end she realizes she and Colum at this point have started like kind of dating not really but he's still supposed to be she's like i can only like pursue this if you continue to date to find the person that you want to marry 
And of course that doesn't work out because of course they're in love with each other. Of course. Um, and so then there's like a gig comes up there's st- the, the studio starting a series and they're looking for an art director and she puts in for it. And it's like, and I appreciated this too. She's like, if I get this job, then I can extend my visa and then I can stay. So visas were actually a concern here, yep. which is realistic and well done. Yep. And, and was, at that point became like the timing of the relationship and the job, the visa became a barrier to the relationship. I'm like, great, great, great. Yep. Um, and the, the series goes to the nephew, Sean, the asshole that we hate. Um, and then she realizes that he just like stole ideas. She, she, by this point, she's like making this little doodle about these two rats. That's supposed to be her and column. And it was going to be a, parting gift like a going away gift that she would animate it and voice it for him mm. and sean stole the idea and then she and then even when she brings it up to the studio exec he's like oh yeah his whole style for this doesn't work at all yours looks so much better <laughs> so she's able to be like no here i have the receipts and she's able to like and then she gets sean fired yes oh it was so good it was so good oh it was great Anyway, well, I, I liked him as a villain because he felt so real. Like he felt so, yeah. Oh, like, he felt so real. It and was just so like, frustratingly rah. real. Yes. Oh, oh my God, I hated uh, him so uh, much. I hate him so much. Um, just the way he would undermine her, and like anybody constantly. who's ever been in a meeting, and like you, you propose this thing, like, okay, well, here's what we're gonna do, and everybody around goes, yeah, I can see that for sure, and then the one guy goes, hate it. <laughs> or when it's like already too late when the decision has already been made and it's like this is why this is a wrong decision it's like it's too late for that yeah we 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 told you no earlier we're not gonna say yes now what are yeah. you do anyway so um i really appreciate that they start out as being like let's just be friends because column is he was raised by his grandparents who ran a mortuary and he like pursued that and was interested in it from a young age. So he was ostracized a lot in school is really bad in social situations. He likes to be by himself. He has a stutter. Yes. And Um, a stutter that doesn't go away. I was so pleased. I've read, we've read so many of these where one of them starts out with a stutter, but when they're around their love interest, the stutter goes away. Oh. It didn't go away. He never. He always had the stutter. Also, there's a really beautiful moment where um, they're kind of in this, like, I'm mad at you because I care about you fight, where she's like, you know, like, I see you change the words that you're going to say to avoid your stutter, but, like, you shouldn't do that. Like, just just be yourself, say what you want to say. And it's like, yeah, I'll do that as long as you don't try and hide your Texan accent and, like, yeah. stop saying y'all around certain people. And I was like, yes, yes, we love it. We love to see it. Because Sean is an asshole. Oh, my God. There's a point where she says ain't, and Sean's like, ain't isn't a word. And I was like, girl, get on it. Because if I had been there, I'd be like, are you... Are you trying to tell me that Irish people say real words all the time? Because let me tell you, they don't. Well, well that was exactly what Ava then did. Like, Ava was right there, and she was just like, oh, and you think an, an Irish pronunciation of a word is a word? And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, 
so we start out where they like it they fall into the pattern that column gives her a ride to work every day and so they become friends and then she's like hey let me take you out to this comedy club they have really good banter they have some good one-liners in there with each other they're really sweet and then he's like, oh, yeah, I have this whole, like, I got to get married situation. And dating is the fucking worst because, A, the pressure of getting married or th- what happens if he doesn't, if he's not married by the time he's 35, the mortuary goes to his father, who is also an asshole and just wants to sell it to some, like, chain mortuary. I don't know if that's a thing, but oh, it I'm is. sure it is. Um I mean, capitalism finds a way to ruin every industry, right? Um, Cradle to grave. So he's like, I hate dating. I hate meeting new people. And then also we have to talk about Deirdre. Uh-huh. Uh, who's his like sort of maternal figure. She's been working at the mortuary since day one. Like she watched him grow up. She still works there. And he's like... I want to keep my job and keep this family tradition going, but also, like, I want Deirdre to still have a job, and I feel responsible for her. Later, at, there's a later part of the book where he's like, I feel responsible for the team. And I'm like, what team? It's know, just you and Deirdre. Like, no, Is there a writer, you didn't write more people. So. <laughs> Is this a draft thing that didn't work out? Anyway. <laughs> I mean, so, I'm positive there are more. It takes a lot to run a mortuary. But. Right. <laughs> Anyway, so through all of this, this is when we discover that Colum is demisexual. He's a demisexual. It's and it's it's done so well that he's just like, yeah, like you know, I I need to feel feelings for someone before I am like sexually attracted to them. Like I need to have a like a an emotional connection. And um, Lark is like, okay, good to know, good to know. And at this point, they're friends. So I'm like, it's, and there was never a moment that she's like, oh, but what if? Or he's like, I never felt that way until you, like, nobody was trying to fix his sexuality in any no, way, shape, or form. Never. And with, when this comes out, they're already friends. I'm like, oh, well, I wonder what's going to happen. What is going to happen? Um, and I mean, there was a moment where he discussed, like, you know, at first he he used to think he was asexual, and that and he'd come to terms with that, but then you know that wasn't really true, and he hints at like, you know, because they they start talking a little bit about their sexual past, and he's like, well, it, just because I'm this doesn't mean I haven't been adventurous. And she's like, well, I need more info on that. <laughs> and I, as a reader, was like, I also do. <laughs> well, and I liked the way that they played it out. It meant that he felt like, so when she asked him, he's like, well, do you want to see what I mean? And they had sex outside. <laughs> like, yes, like, in right ruins. Right now. In, in ruins. ruins. <laughs> and, and he's like. Well, it means that when I want to fuck, I want to fuck right now. <laughs> and she's like, I can take it. Which I feel like also means without going into it, because we didn't, you know, we didn't, like, this is something so many books do when they're, especially when they're written by straight people, which is mm-hmm. if we bring up someone's sexuality. We're going to have to talk about all the kinds of sex we had with other people who aren't in the room. <sighs> and like, there was a sense like, these two people, like, we didn't even talk about her other lovers, except that she'd had some one-night stands in college and, you know, things like that. But 
that's not what she wanted and that's it like we didn't go through the list or anything and we there was even a hint like you know she also said well i'm willing to try anything once so you also get the feeling that she had also an adventurous mm-hmm. sexual past that mm-hmm. was none of our fucking business <laughs> and so like there so also his sexual past was none of our fucking business the non-binary character's sexual past was none of our fucking business the woman who is a lesbian who <gasps> oh god died in the book and it was so sad i like, know we have to talk about mave in a second she got, yeah mave married the woman she loved but the sex she had with anybody else in between was none of our fucking business <laughs> but it but it was still written in a way that i believed that it happened yes and e- even our character who's demisexual and probably has fewer sexual experiences than our other characters didn't feel virginal right and it never felt like oh i've never you know like you're my first time with blank it was just like oh like we're in love with each other and even um because obviously lark had been in love before with the dead husband and she's like this feels different and you know so it was great it was wonderful i also appreciated that she she sort of strong-armed him into signing up for like demi date and like other dating resources for people who are ace or demi um so that was really sweet okay let's well, and she to... never jumped him so like no. there's a really great part no. so he dates another sersha for a little bit <gasps> and oh sersha and sersha like jumps him and is like i'm gonna have to force this man to kiss me and he pushes her away and rightfully so you shouldn't jump people that's not okay and our girl she wants to kiss him and she puts she puts her arms around him and Lark then just waits. She like gives all the clear indicators. This is mm-hmm. what I want. This is what's going to happen. If you want this to happen, you'll make it happen. And he gently pushes away a little bit, but stays in the hold. And she's like, got it. We're not kissing right now. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, yes. Oh, my God. How fucking hard was that? Oh, yeah. so good. So uh, good. God. It was still so romantic. And the tension was so high. It was. Oh, it was so good. Okay. Let's talk about Maeve really fast. There's so many characters. I know. <laughs> But they're all good. They're all good. I got Spoil- <laughs> spoilers for the spoilers for the next book. There are so many characters. Oh, I am not covering hardly any of them at all. It's <laughs> like five. Yeah. Um, and then it's all Tia's and Tito's from there. <laughs> uh, so. Lark is looking for her her apartment came partially furnished so she's looking for furniture to like fill in the gaps and um, meets this old lady Maeve at the grocery store or whatever and mentions that she's looking for furniture and Maeve is like oh you know like I I am looking to get rid of a bunch of stuff my Charlie passed away several years ago and it's I've been holding on to stuff and it's time it's time it's time so Colin, there's this really fun moment. Colin goes with her because he has the car to like help her move stuff, and the, she sees him and she's like, "I don't need you. I didn't ask for you. You are not allowed in my house, sir." And he's like, "I'm not here on business." And she's like, oh, "Okay, come in then." Yeah. Well, and and she's and and she's like, "Nobody likes a door-to-door mo- mortician salesman." And he's like, "I am not. Like that is gross, but those exist. But I'm not that." I'm not that. And there's a moment too, like in that same scene where uh, Lark is like, I forget what happens, but she's kind of like 
choking on something not like choking but like having a, a coughing fit because she like something went down the wrong pipe or something uh-huh. and she's like you were just gonna let me choke and Colm's like you weren't choking and Maeve was like well he's a mortician you can't expect him to stand in the way of business <laughs> or whatever it was great anyway so she she's sort of Maeve is showing Lark and Colm around she's like oh my Charlie and Charlie and I and blah 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 and then she finally shows her picture and we see that Charlie is probably like Charlotte or something and that may and and the narrative in, in Lark's perspective is like oh Charlie was her wife okay you two look like such badasses blah 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 and then it, it was like not a thing and like other straight writers who want to have queer characters in your book, like this is a really good way to do it in that queer people existed and it was not a big deal. Like Rory didn't need to have a conversation with anyone about the fact that their pronouns are they, them. Their narrative is just like, there's Rory. And then there's like a scene where they're wearing a they, them button. And it's just like, yeah, they're letting everyone know what their pronouns are. And it's not like, look how progressive I as a writer am by discussing these issues. Just have queer people exist. Also, and you don't need Rory, to make a big deal out of it. Rory's also never made the butt of a joke. No. And the ba- the bad guy doesn't have to show how bad he is by being bad to Rory. Correct. So the bad guy's focus is about being bad to our main character. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, like he's bad in all those ways. He didn't like we didn't have to have a queer person to show how good our main character is to stand up for the queer person. Yeah. They're their own person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All of all of them. Like even Colum. You know, so it was good. Also, Maeve was great. And I, oh, she was so good. Um, And one of the reasons Maeve was so, because this was also what made Lark interesting to me. And I really liked, like, she shows up and she's like, Maeve, you're now my new best friend. Like, I'm coming over all the time and we're just talking. And Maeve's (laughs) like, okay, I guess that's happening. But they do become very good friends, all three of them. And then she comes, Lark comes back and they have a talk about her dead husband and Lark sort of mentions like, well, you know how people assume things about your life. And then she just says things that she assumes about Maeve's life. And Maeve is like, fuck you. Like that is like, why are you assuming like I had this easy, fun, breezy life or that like our love was easy or that I don't regret things just because we had a long love? Like what is like, you know, so it was, it was or that our love wasn't complex, mm-hmm. you know, and it, like or that love shouldn't be complex. And it was really lovely and it was a very good talk without it being like, you know, just overt like you know i'm sorry i'm a better person now that i've learned about gay rights it's like oh no i've learned about just life and love and this is an actual message i can take back for the rest of my life it was very good and then mave died and then mave died it was the worst um but she died she already knew she was gonna die at the beginning of the book when we first met her we she just didn't tell people yeah um and you know that was she was in the process of giving away her items, and that was also why she was upset that an undertaker had shown up to her door. <laughs> um, so she had died of a long drawn out disease, and that is something that I do want to talk about in the book that I thought it did very well. This book does not take place over two weeks. 
No. It's several. It's like eight months. Yeah. Yeah. Or a little more, actually, because at the very beginning, the ticking clock is eight months. Yeah. Um, so it's like. And she has to get a little bit of an extension on like. Yeah. I think so. It's a little bit longer than that. And the, t- the timeline, it feels like it makes sense. Like she mm-hmm. says, the, the book, the narrative says over and over. And then two weeks later, we did this. And then two weeks later, we did that. Yeah. It did feel good. Um, one thing. Okay. Let's talk about the dead husband. So something like I, I thought that was interesting. I thought that was like a good motivator to get her out of Texas and the way the book teased it, like, oh, it was my fault because of what I said. If I hadn't said this, then he would still be here. Oh, my God. An email from the sister. She said that to me in front of everyone at the funeral. Like, if it weren't for you, he'd still be here. And I was like, okay, this better be good. This better be good. And they got into a fight and he went to, like, go drive and cool off and um, it hit, crashed and yeah. died. And there was like a bit that she was like, I'm not sure if he did it himself, but like that didn't, I don't know what I would have liked better is because her whole thing, especially with column is that she loves to like be impulsive, sort of like push people outside of their comfort zones a little bit, talk them into doing things that would be fun, but they might be scared to do like, like the bit where they're like lying over the edge of the cliff Mm-hmm. Things like that. I wish what had happened was that she had talked the husband into doing something like skydiving, bungee jumping, something like impulsive and kind of reckless. And that is how he died. So that then when she's doing when she's like, oh, and then I, you know, like reflecting on, oh, I made column like lie down on a cliff that he said like, oh, the edge is crumbles. So you can't put too much weight on it. If after that, she's like, oh, my God, I'm falling into that same pattern again. This is why I cannot be in a relationship. This is why I shouldn't try and date him because it's just going to happen all over again. Like that would have felt more satisfying to me. Yeah, I think. I agree. I think what kind of what I thought like had happened in the fight, but then I think it pulled away from it. And I wasn't really sure was that Reese had kept one they, cause they were trying to have a baby and it wasn't mm-hmm. like working and they were, they were going through like, you know, like they were really tracking her cycle. Yeah. And then but she, she was also like putting, putting things like kept trying to put it off too. Right. Cause she was busy well, with work. What I think the narrative wanted to happen, and then I think something had to be cut, mm. was that she secretly got an IUD. Oh. And because she, because the project at work was going to last longer. Mm-hmm. And so then I think what the fight was intended to be about, and this is very serious if true, like what the fight was intended to be about was that he was like he confronted her he's like i just don't understand why you're not getting pregnant we need to go to a doctor and then she finally comes out with it like i'm not ready to have a baby i had an iud Mm. and like and then he was like you fucking lied to me and you lied to me so that you could do your career and like (laughs) you could have just told like and like the truth is he she could have just been honest and he could and he says that like you could have just been honest with me but you fucking lied 
and then he got in his car to drive away and then he died mm-hmm. like so they, they didn't even have a chance to have a baby like she didn't have a chance to apologize like any of the things like i think that's where the narrative was taking us but it stopped like five stops before that <laughs> and at, like every time it almost got to it every time it almost said those things like it pulled back a little bit yeah so and i think and if that had happened if that was true like that's fucking serious yeah and like she still hadn't taken out the iud is also like like so the moment she has to tell column like i actually have an iud we're okay mm-hmm. is also like what like because she makes a big deal out of it like she has emotions about it when she tells him mm-hmm. and uh, i thought like why is this so heavy do you know what i do you know what i bet that that was in there and then somebody told our writer our girl ivy um that's too shitty for your main character to do like that's yeah. too terrible for our main character to do yeah i i think so i really yeah. think so i mean because that it's in character like it is awful it is yeah and it's also yeah. something like i can imagine like a working woman doing just like yeah. i you know i don't want to have to explain to my husband that i like you know these and like one thing that this book talked about like it was so funny because woods is like oh this place is doing a feature animation and it's only going to take eight months those things take five to ten six years sometimes yeah. like those are long projects and in the book she's like no 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 it's it's truncated it's truncated um because even her short took like three years and mm-hmm. like that was like they kept ex- like she didn't want to extend it and like they wanted it to come out on time and it was a very difficult process so you know i um so I, I really genuinely feel that that's where it was going. And if that was the case, like, I think she, she does have a lot to make up for and she does have a lot of guilt and that would totally yeah. work, but it just kept pulling back from it. I know. I, I almost wish it were in there because I feel like our writer would have handled it really well. Mm-hmm. Cause in a book where so where there's nuance to so many other like serious conversations, um, I feel like, and it, I mean, and she couldn't reckon because he died like she couldn't reconcile the fact that in the moment the marriage just wasn't working the way she needed it to because he was pushing her so hard to have a family yeah and she just didn't want one yet and she just didn't have a way to say i don't want that because she can't have confrontational discussions yes um and so like so in her like grief she's just blaming herself without taking a look at what was really happening in the marriage yeah it's so good and i i really genuinely feel like i'm 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 sorry ivy i bet you have a great relationship with your editor but i think you need to get a new one because i think your editor did you dirty Uh, so many ah this is like what our uh no it was like two episodes ago that we had um editors that done did a sturdy yeah um i like two more points to make and then i think that's about it one is the irish characters didn't sound irish enough for me especially because we spent so much time in column's head yeah um and there's a point that it was when they're hanging out with mave mave is the one who says like oh you should just marry him so you can get a green card it's not called a green card in other countries. Yeah. <laughs> green card is a very American thing. 
you know so it yeah, just it's like just, it's just called a work visa other places yeah or like an immigration visa or, or like citizenship or whatever and then there's also a scene where um they're walking downtown and she's like putting bills in busker's pails and i'm like i think our writer forgot that in euros bills start at five <laughs> like so Ivy's throwing out like 50 euros a night just to, which, you know, like if that's what she wants to do, that's what she wants to do. But I, I think the writer was like, oh, she's putting a few singles in there. I'm like, no, 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 no. Those are coins and euros. Yeah. So just like a couple things like that. And, you know, there, there was like some Irish vernacular in there, but I'm like, oh, our writer probably like spent a couple weeks in Ireland or like really likes watching Irish TV or something. Yeah, I would say, like, there was a very sexy... I mean, I don't know anything about... Um, I don't know anything about Irish uh, as a language, but, like, there was a very <gasps> sexy scene. Oh, my God, that was so great. It was so good, where oh. uh, she wants to open up the conversation to, like, maybe we should have sex and just get it over with. And so she's trying to think of how she's going to do it. And so they're playing chess... And she's like, "Well, teach me some some Irish." And he's teaching her words, and they just, and she's like, "Well, what about sexy words?" And so they just start talking about sexy words, and he's just his voice is getting sexier and sexier with each like sexy word he brings out, and it's just like, and like by the end, and it's she's just like, "What?" And he's like, "She's like, give me another one," and he says it, he's like. What, what does that say? He says, have sex with me right now. <laughs> She's like, yes! I mean, like, almost every sex scene, he's like, touch yourself or whatever, yeah. whatever. He'll say it in Irish first. And then I was just like, oh, yeah. oh, as a, as a amateur linguist, I'm like, yes, say super dirty sexy. words to me in other languages. Thank uh, you. I would have to say all the sex scenes in this were super sexy. They were great. Yeah. 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 Yeah, were yeah. Really good sex scenes. Yeah. Um, the yeah. one last thing I'd like to say is the dedication in this book is one of the cutest things I have ever seen in my life. Oh, and I'm going to read it to you. Yes, read it. I only read it because it's like longer than, than usual. And I'm like, oh, God. Okay. So this is the dedication to my mom. There's a confession I must make. During middle school, I stole every shirtless cowboy romance novel from your nightstand that you warned me not to read. Miss you every day. And I hope this makes up for it. Yeah, all that oh. So sweet. Um, also, uh, you know, now that I'm in Texas, uh, at one point she brings up HEB. Yes. Her, because her mom is like at the HEB and talking to someone in the deli. And I was like, yeah, she's really in Texas. <laughs> Good. Good. I think that's uh, all I have to say. Did you have anything else? Not right now. Okay. That was Morbidly Yours, a steamy romantic comedy about love and luck by Ivy Fairbanks. Cemetery Boys by Aidan Thomas. A trans boy determined to prove he's a brujo in his Latinx family summons a ghost who refuses to leave in Aidan Thomas's paranormal YA debut. Yadriel has summoned a ghost and now he can't get rid of him. Bestowed by the ancient goddess of death, Yadriel and the gifted members of his Latinx community can see spirits. Women have the power to heal bodies and souls, while men can release lost spirits to the afterlife. But Yadriel, a trans boy, has never been able to perform the tasks of the brujas, because he's a brujo. 
When his cousin suddenly dies, Yadriel becomes determined to prove himself a real brujo. With the help of his cousin and best friend Maritza, he performs the ritual himself and then sets out to find the ghost of his murdered cousin and set it free. However, the ghost he summons is not his cousin. It's Julian Diaz, the res resident bad boy of his high school, and Julian is not about to go quietly into death. He's determined to find out what happened and tie up some loose ends before he leaves. Left with no choice, La Yadriel agrees to help Julian so that they can both get what they want. But the longer Yadriel spends with Julian, the less he wants him to leave. Mm. That's what that book is. A that's what that book says it's about, Claire. <laughs> I mean, is that those, what that book's about? Those things do happen in the book. Those things. This could have been better written. The back of this book. Yeah, I mean, I feel like morbidly yours needs a lot more work on the back of that one. <laughs> but <laughs> I just like I think both of the backs of these books do not do these books justice. Uh, yeah, no, I think Cemetery Boys, like especially, is so much more lyrical. <laughs> I know. And so magical, <laughs> like. And so beautiful and like very like viscerally like like you can taste the things and smell the things like the back of the book should have been a poem or something. Yeah, the, the, this book is very sensual. Yes. And that we're constantly talking about smells and colors and sounds and temperatures, feelings like you're constantly like feeling and sensing what the characters are sensing yeah like so i just feel like that should that should have been on the back of the, this book cover mm -hmm. um yeah okay so one of the things this book uh, so happy with the way this book did this we're in um yadriel's head most of this time like mm -hmm. almost for the entirety of the book we are just in Yadriel's head so even though uh Julian is our other love interest when he's a ghost we don't we're not in his head mm -hmm. when he comes back to life at the end of the book we do go into his head <laughs> let me tell you that was fucking satisfying <laughs> <laughs> It was. It was. It was really good. Well fucking done. That was yeah. just mwah. Yeah. And I appreciated I just to add to it, this was all in third person, but mm -hmm. like limited third person perspective. So, yes. Like so, the narrative only knew what Yadriel knew until we were in Julian's head and then it's just like Oh god oh. They're so, yeah. so cute together. Uh, Yadriel lives uh, with his family in a uh, in a house that is right next to a cemetery and a church that his family is in charge of. And it's like this is in L.A., modern day L.A. Um, it's and his family have been in charge of this, but in charge of all of the uh, all of the, the Brujo and the Bruja like first centuries like they've like this bloodline has existed for a really long time mm -hmm. and they've just you know it's moved with them you know as it, as they migrated and it's just part of who they are his father is the leader of this group and um so they're they're not revered but it's you know they're an important family when we open on this uh, when we open on the story uh yadriel and his cousin maritza are going through a graveyard um, on the way to do 
like some what seems like childish shit at first because like we're they're you know they're in high school but they're young high schoolers mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not like he's, seniors they are 16 yeah and maritza's 15 yeah 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 so like they're young and they, they feel young but not in a way that I normally hate. <laughs> Which I really, really liked. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of YA writers, when they write teenagers, they either feel 20 or 7. Yeah. So these are not kids who are constantly going, but why? I don't understand why you won't teach me the magic. <laughs> You're fucking 10, Harry Potter. You don't get to know the death magic yet. Get over it. <laughs> Salty. I have residual angst about that book. Fair. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> anyway, get over it, Harry Potter. You're 10. Um, <laughs> like, you just found out your fucking magic, and you're like, why don't I know all the magic yet? <laughs> well listen as a perfectionist i can relate to that mood look i can relate to a lot of things i cannot relate to i was in a i was in a horrible situation and now i'm a literal magic person i am gonna be whiny about everything <sighs> whatever harry potter well we now know that the uh creator is also whiny about things everything anyway sorry to get into it these kids are not those kids which is what i mean to say right two margaritas in doing good um so so they're going through this like wonderfully laid out cemetery where we get to learn all about like kind of where they are in the world through like we see other ghosts and what that means to them and how it relates to who they are as people the world building is so good so lovely and like you know it's fun we get this like you know they're up to mischief but it's also like high stakes mischief we don't know what it is yet but it's exciting and by the time they break into the church we, you know we've we learn who their family is we learn a lot about their ancestry we've learned a lot about the magic we've learned a lot about like uh all the different types of ghosts and what it means and when we get into the church is when we meet the lady of death which is their patron saint and also their goddess um and is also like you know very much part of the dies de los muertos ceremonies and how important that is and he's going to do a ceremony there so that he can become a full brujo um which his family has not let him do because they believe that he is a girl and uh since he doesn't want to go through the bruja ceremony uh then they don't want to let him go through the brujo ceremony um, and he's very hurt by that, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Unlike anything Harry Potter's going through, I'm just want to say. <laughs> so, okay, new drinking game. Look, Every I'm time not, Claire goes on a rant about Harry Potter, take a shot. I'm Unless gonna, you're driving, listeners, then wait till you get home. I'm not going to do it anymore, but just. That's just a lie. To, I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> he has every reason to be pissed off. Yeah. Um, what I appreciate, too, is that. Um, this book handled really well like Yadriel's family weren't like 
no, we don't like that you're trans. We don't believe that's a thing. They were trying to be supportive. They just didn't know how. And like, there's a moment later in the book where the, 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 the grandma, uh, Lita and like some of the other women from the community are in their house, like working on stuff and Yadriel's there and he's like, Oh, I should go with you. I want to help go find Miguel. And like his dad is on the phone. His attention is diverted. He's really stressed out. And he's like, no, Hey, stay here with the other women. And Yadriel's like with the other women and is obviously upset. And we see on the dad's face, he's like, yeah, what? Yeah. Oh shit. Like we see that, like the the dad realizes the the stumble that he made, and he tries to like fix it in the moment. But obviously, Yadriel is upset, and because he is a teenager, he kind of storms away. And so, like, I just I really appreciated that that it wasn't like, oh god, my family hates me. It's just like they 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 just don't understand. There's like the the tension of tradition. And then also them wanting to like love me because I'm their child and like trying to like the tension of trying to bridge that. And it was, it like it was just done so well. And I find those relationships a lot more interesting than just like, no, I hate you because you're trans. No, I hate you because you're gay. No, I hate you because yeah. of whatever, whatever. Um, not to say that that's not a valid narrative because unfortunately that is true for so many people i just think it's been done so often and not well like it's easy to be really like clunky with that kind of thing mm -hmm. so i found this um dynamic so much more interesting and so well written there's this really lovely moment like he has another confrontation with his father after that one which is very simple it's just um you know his father dead names him on accident and or his grandmother does his grandmother dead names him and like he corrects her <laughs> very calmly and she like recognizes it and then she says to him but you'll always be my little girl mm -hmm. and then walks away and it hurts him so much but like the monologue he has in his head oh god it was so sad but it was so lovely and he just talks about how he loves these people and that love doesn't go away that love is as much a part of him as being a boy is and that's what makes this so hard is that he mm -hmm. loves them so much and he also knows how much they love him and that this is this very difficult push-pull that he just doesn't know if he can take that part forever and he just wants that part to be over, which is why he's trying so hard to prove he's a brujo. Mm -hmm. Like, if he could just prove that, then they would believe he's a boy. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was just so tender. Just like, maybe this will make them finally see me for who I am. Later, Julian points out and says, or will it make you see who you are finally? Like, will you accept who you are? Like, is there something going on there? And like, that's like, you know, also at the heart of it, like maybe I don't know for sure. And mm -hmm. like that, and it was just so tender and so well done without it being overwritten. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I, you know, I think there was one thing that was overwritten and it was none of the stuff around any of the LGBT queer stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, but that was stuff was just so great and so perfect and so well done. And I don't mm-hmm. want to say overwritten. I think it was just, it was written with heart and with a lot of tenderness in a way that mm-hmm. so many times we just haven't read. Anyway, so he goes, he does, he does the uh, spell. It works. <laughs> He's got his powers. Um, and just at that moment, th- he and his cousin feel the death of um, of their of one of their own. And like, it, was it Maritza's brother, or was no, it a different cousin? It's yeah, it's both of their cousins. Okay, like, so it was just okay, another okay. cousin. Tr- the 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 family tree was a little. Yeah, I mean, but was, I think the narrative just sort of plopped us in the middle. I was like, keep up. And I'm like, I will do my best. Yeah, I think we're not intended to really understand the entirety of the family tree. Yeah, which is fine. Also, because it's one of those things, it's like, oh, well, this person has been around us for so long. They're our tia and tio. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like, so all of their children are our cousins. So like, I didn't really need to know, like, if they were really related, because they're related because they're all magic. Like. Because they can all talk to the dead, so they're all magic. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, but they all feel his death at the same time. They run to see each other. They've got to find his body. They have to make sure he passes on. they got to know what happens. They're going to go looking for him. Um, and because Yadriel wants to and to prove, like, oh, I can call up his spirit now. And then it'll show. It'll show everybody that I'm a brujo. And it'll be great. He goes to, like, one of the, like the back churches at the far end of the cemetery, the old church that was the first church they founded. And there he finds uh, a saint medallion for St. Judas and St. Jude, St. Jude. Sorry, not St. Judas, St. Jude. (laughs) That'd be a wild turn of events. Wild turn of events. St. Jude, uh, the medallion for St. Jude and uh, knows that it's a tether for a ghost. Uh, does does the magic to call the ghost forth, and here's Julian Diaz, an entirely different person than we expected. <laughs> <laughs> the bad boy. So this is like I was like, this would have been so fun in the bad boy episode, and so much better than the queer book that we did read. Yes. But here we are. I'm glad we did it now. Yeah, no kidding. And just, <laughs> and he is great. He is <sighs> also such a teenager. Yeah. But again, not in an annoying, you know, he's annoying in a regular teenager way, not in an annoying in a way teenagers are written right. way. <laughs> but he's he's also a teenager in that, like, we see, like, the burdens that he carries, and mm-hmm. some of them are sort of, like, self-inflicted, and some of them are because of his family situation because of society like what i really appreciated is that um so yadriel is besties with his cousin maritza and then of course there's julian or maybe julian uh and then his tio catrice and like they're all kind of outsiders in one way or another but they're all outsiders in different ways Mm -hmm. like Maritza's already had her quinces, so like she's a full blown full blown bruja, but she's also vegan and they need to use animal blood to do the magic and so she's like, So I'm just not gonna do magic. Yeah. And then <laughs> And she does not give a fuck. Yeah. Like, and Whatever. Then, <laughs> and then uh Yadriel's Tio 
Catrice is he like doesn't have enough magic to like do any of the like he can see and interact with spirits but like that's the extent of his magic and then of course Julian is like you know his his parents died so he was raised by his brother you know they have been failed by society so he's he has the support network but of of like quote misfits like people who are on the outs but they're all sort of on the periphery for different reasons so in the moments when Yadriel's like oh I have these people that support me but they don't understand what I specifically am going through and like I'm super bummed out about that I totally bought it I totally bought all of it so like it allowed for him to have his like I'm alone in my feelings moments without being isolated yeah like a lot of women are in our straight romances mm-hmm. so it was it was nice it was just really nice oh, this book there were some parts of this book sort of like meandered a little bit for my taste yeah i think so what happens next is of course yadriel wants to help julian move on <laughs> like, uh-huh. it's like all right well my job as a brujo is to help you move on and and you Ju- 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 like absolutely not i gotta go find <laughs> i just died i was murdered i need to go find my friends and make sure they're okay because we were all hanging out together i need to make sure they aren't also dead <laughs> and it's like oh and <laughs> And then uh, we Yad- spent every other chapter sneaking in and out of the house. <laughs> because everybody can see the dead. And they don't yeah. want to. Like, oh, <laughs> they can't know I'm hanging out with a ghost. <laughs> so we spent, and which I wanted, that was one too many scenes for me. I did want yeah. one good scene of sneaking in and out. And then I was like, we don't need any more. Like, just be yeah. good at it after that. Um, and it yeah, wasn't I really, different each time, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, it didn't build or take away. Like, the stakes were always the same. Yeah, in the first scene, when Juliana's like, well, why don't I just jump out the window? And I was like, that was exactly my first thought. He's yeah. a ghost. He can just jump out of the second story window and he will be fine. And <laughs> Yadriel's like, oh, well, if they're looking out the window. And then I was like, I really wanted then for their system to be. He distracts everyone from the window and then we just see Julian's body just like plummet and then he gets up and he's like I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine but no it's just like the exact same sneaking in and out scene I did really enjoy when Yadriel was like okay I know exactly how to sneak you out and he goes up to all of the women in the house and goes I'm not feeling good and they're all like oh no (laughs) (laughs) they're all talking at once one of them is like I'm getting vapor rub yeah 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 that was was fucking so good it was so good um so so what we so what we have here is like to solve two murders what it seems like is we want to find out like uh the murder of the cousin where is he why is he dead and of course julian's murder like what happened to him and so like we're following these two tracks and um i i kind of guessed pretty early Mm -hmm. honestly like what was going to happen because one of the tias is setting up for their dios de los muertos ceremony and she's just like oh i need to find these uh four knives that are super important to me and to our ceremonies and our history and i was like well four boys or so four different people were killed that same night by somebody doing ceremonies they weren't supposed to do and i bet it was that one tio who doesn't uh have any magic and wants to prove himself too I'm not upset that that's how it actually ended up happening. (laughs) 
Um, because I think it built really well. Um, and I think it happened, but like for the most part, I was also like, oh, I wish I hadn't guessed it so soon. <laughs> to me, it felt like uh, it. To me, it felt like we forgot about Miguel for big stretches of the book. Um, and there were a lot of like dead ends. There was that. I'm okay definitely. with like one or two dead ends, but like I wanted a, a red herring or two in there. I wanted us to figure out sort of halfway through that maybe those two murders are connected and to figure that out thing. So like, so for instance, so uh, Julian's thing is like, I like, we need to find my friends to make sure they're okay. And so Yadriel and uh, Maritza go and talk to the friends. And then they, and then Maritza has these two giant stupid dogs. <laughs> and they're like oh hey well if we can steal like an article of julian's clothing maybe they can like track the scent or whatever so they're like okay well now one of the friends is taking them to the brother's house and we're gonna go talk to the brother while julian steals a shirt and like of course there's kind of a dead end there but then we get a scene where Yadriel like stands up for Julian cuz the brother Rio thinks that Julian's run away cuz he has in the past and he's like no he's gone for real this time and and they're not they don't want to tell the brother that they know that he's dead because that would open up too many questions um and so Yadriel has this moment where he's like, if that's what you think that Julian is like, then like you don't know him as well as you think you do. And he would never do that. And like, here are all the good things that I know about him and blah, blah, blah. So there's like this moment where like Yadriel stands up and we see like, oh, that's a, a pro- progress in the relationship. Great. And then they take the shirt to where Julian was murdered. And then like the dogs sniff it. And then they're like, oh, there's something in there. And then no, it's like the tacos that he had the night that he was murdered and that's like the end of that yeah there's and no it was more. Like, like it was a dead really end dogs and then they discover what happened or like they they like interrupt the teo because unconnected to anything yadriel decides to have like a last night with julian in that old church but then he feels the magic happening yeah and it just it 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 felt it reminded me of um I forget her name, our how to romance writer, where like you have the plot plot and the romance plot and you she treats them very separate. And this felt like some of that to me. Yeah. I you know, like I mean I it was disappointing to have figured it out so quickly. It was disappointing that none of the clues that they were following led to anything. I mean, it led to emotional things. We found out emotional stuff. Right. I mean, but it was sort of disappointing that we didn't find out, like, so two other people were also murdered, brought back to life, they're fine, um, were also <laughs> murdered that night, and we find out nothing about them. Absolutely nothing about them. So, which would have been really interesting to find out, like, like so, because Tio just murdered four people in one night, mm-hmm. and in fact, he had to murder four people. Um, if, uh, if the cousin hadn't been in, uh, in the graveyard and seen what the T.O. was doing, it wouldn't have been the cousin. It would have been some other kid. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't like, it feels like, well, there's a clue. Like we could have found, like that opens us up backwards. Like we could have found. Yeah. Like, anyway, it was just. Or even like, um, 
What if uh, one of the ghosts had seen something? Yeah, they, or if like Julian's friends knew one of the other people, like one of the other victims that led us to the other victim. It's like, okay, what do these people have in or common? Or if they had gone to the police station and found out who else had been like said was like missing that night. And yeah, the police were just like, yeah, I don't fucking care because you know here's some information because. Or like they sneak behind because they got a ghost who can look at stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There was so much time spent sneaking in and out of that house and not a lot of time clue finding. Yeah. And I I mean, it's just because we spent so much time in that first chapter doing sneaky things and being sneaky. I really Mm -hmm. did feel like we were going to be on a mystery. Like, and even the way it's set up with like the cemetery boys and the way they're looking around for things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like Hardy boys, cemetery boys. Yeah. And then the ending too, where they like uncover a magical conspiracy and have to stop a villain. Like none of that was hinted at, you know, like, Yeah, I definitely, I think, um, I was super glad that we were able to bring everybody back to life who had died. (laughs) Yeah, that too, it's like, yes, but also it's like, so then how was Julian's spirit out if he wasn't actually dead yet? Because when they found him, he wasn't dead. That didn't get explained. And also, like, so so many days where his body's just, like, slowly bleeding out. Yeah, and then... um, where were the ghosts of the other ones right right and then yadriel summons um the lady of death and he's like bring them back and she's like sure but it's gonna it's gonna cost you the ultimate price and we're like oh he's gonna die um but then he does it and then he's just fine well he he does die but then that's when like no he doesn't die well, he's he almost dies. He could. He's have died, dying. Except so that's, Maritza then uses her power. Yeah, because he but lives she's able in a community without like using it. Yeah, he he lives in a community where people can heal each other. As long as somebody's still alive, like you can you can get that. Like maybe not a hundred percent, but you can get them okay. So so there was a part where I was like, oh, maybe he's going to have to give up his magic, like his yeah. connection to the spirits, like that because that to him is like the ultimate but no it's like it just was kind of hand wavy like oh you're gonna have to sacrifice yourself not really not really which was a little little annoying yeah i think i think it would have been really interesting if julian ended up staying a ghost and then Mm -hmm. we had more romantic adventures with them solving other mysteries yeah do you know what else i wish had happened is that in that moment when julian was dying that we discover that anyone could either lead spirits or heal. It was just like the cultural confines that said women do one thing and men do the other. Yeah. You know, and I, I appreciate that um, Yadriel is able to like ferry the spirits, but he's not able to heal. And that affirms his gender. Um, I just wish that like, I don't know. Maybe it's a little too feel goody for me that I wish at the end that it would have been like, oh, any of us can do either. Any of us can do whichever type of magic we want to do. Whatever feels good for us. It doesn't, we don't have to like 
maintain the structure of women do this and men do that. Yeah. I, I mean, wish I thought that's where it was going. Cause I thought cause, so too. Cause Julian brings it up. Julian's like, well, what about non-binary people? Right. Like, and, and the narrative and kind of forgets that Maritza's a- down in the room with them. So yeah. I'm like, is she not there? Cause she can heal. She can do this at any given moment. And I thought Yadriel was going to have to do it and him be like, Oh, but what does this mean for me? Does this mean that I'm not a brujo? And it's like, Oh, Oh no, 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 wait. Like we're all given the same gifts. And it's like up to us to figure out how we want to use them. Right. Yeah. Well, and I thought because I thought like Maritza was going to have to like confront something like that. Yes, she could like that Lady Death was going to say, no, you you don't have to kill an animal. You do have to sacrifice something. You yeah. have to give up things and you are refusing to give up anything. Mm hmm. And like it's not it's not about you being a vegan. It's about you refusing to change. <gasps> Do like, it would have been good then, because it talks about her like beautiful pink and purple curls. Mm-hmm. If then to do magic, she had to like snip off a lock of her hair or something. Yeah. Oh, that would, yeah, because she ends up using people blood. Yeah, she does. <laughs> oh, she just she's like, well, that ah, sticks her hand in people blood and does her thing which she didn't have she's like well they weren't animals i'm like well and i guess it's already out there on the floor so yeah sure (laughs) kind of were but yeah whatever i mean so i okay so the and the one thing i thought that was so and the other thing that okay the one thing i thought was over talked about was Mm that ghosts can become bad if they're like left out too long and it's just sort yeah. of like and they definitely hand wave that like it's just well it's as needed so it was like oh plot as plot necessitate necessitates they can become bad um which i thought was fine i wasn't really too worried about that except we had to say it every chapter and i was like no stop bringing yeah. this up like you get like five good ones and then you have like i'm i don't feel the stakes of this anymore because you keep bringing it up so much yeah. i know we're gonna be able to get around it and i know the intention was to like put stakes around the fact that julian has like temper issues like he has anger management issues and so when he acts out it's like oh is he turning bad turning bad right um but yeah i feel like it's like maybe we didn't need to hear about that until julian acted out the first time and it's like oh shit here's this thing we have to be concerned about. And, you know, i did appreciate that Julian like knew he had anger management issues and like there was like shame around that, but he wasn't able to like change, you know, I, it was, it was done well. This overall, overall was a very well, the the characters were very well written. These were very beautifully written characters. Just some of the, some of the plot stuff. I mean, in some ways I would liken it to Stephen King book. And that, like, it's a page turner. You just, like, you're so fucking in the world. You're in with the characters. You just can't stop reading. And then you kind of get to the end and you're like, oh, I could use some more. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, not that bad, honestly. Stephen King's endings have pissed me off way more than this book did. (laughs) Um, I mean, uh, but their romance, the way it builds between (gasps) the two of them is perfect. It oh my is God. Julian's little like smirks when they like rib each other and stuff. Oh my God. It's so lovely. The way that they definitely start out as two people who are thrown together and not particularly happy about it. The way Yadriel 
like doesn't hate Julian, but like really doesn't like him at all and is really pissed about it. <laughs> it's like and how he's in his way to get the things that he wants mm-hmm. is so good. And then how like the first gesture that Julian does, like when they're looking through the yearbook to find Julian's friends. And <gasps> Julian's friends just aren't in the book really because they're all the bad kids. And and then we finally get to like and he's like, Well, show me your picture. <laughs> and Yadriel's like, Absolutely not, we're not doing that and like closes the book. But Julian all by himself opens it up and then crosses out Yadriel's dead name and writes Yadriel underneath. Oh, it and made my heart like, shine. That was so lovely. And then when they find Julian's friends and they're all okay, and I was honestly worried for Julian's friends too. I was oh, genuinely yeah. worried for them, and I was like, because <laughs> I also knew they probably weren't the, weren't as bad. Just the way Julian was reacting when everybody was calling them bad, it was like they're probably good kids. And then we find out that one of them is a trans kid that Yadriel has been like watching for years mm-hmm. and like has been inspired by. Mm-hmm. And it turns out these aren't the bad kids. These are the queer kids. Yep. Yep. And, yep, yep, yep. and like that Rio is their second home mm-hmm. and like that Julian feels extra bad for having had the fight with his brother, not just because it like removed himself from the home, but now that he's dead, none of these kids who are his best friends have a safe place. Mm-hmm. And they all are living under a bridge together. And it was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Damn> it. <laughs> it was. Uh... And then when we when we um, when we meet the brother, Rio, he's the very like. But the sort of like curmudgeonly i mean he's not that old he's like 24 or something but he's like a curmudgeon he's like hey here are your blankets and something to eat kid whatever get out of my way and it's like you know that that on the surface begrudging love that is actually very deep and genuine it's just like Mm -hmm. oh but and i'm sure if he could take all those kids in he would it's just that a money and b like there's literally not enough room in the apartment uh, yeah yeah um also real fast one more thing that i'd like to add is when we finally see them um yadriel and julian observe his yadriel's older brother it's like his first time like releasing his spirit on his own and it's um the mother of someone in their community who passed away and i love it's so sweet because because all of the brujics spirits come back on Dia de Muertos and which is like a ticking clock we have for this um, and this is a part where the mom is like don't be silly I'm going to be back in like two days for Dia de Muertos it's going to be fine and then the brother releases her and she like explodes into marigold petals yeah. oh so beautiful and then like all the descriptions of um, both statues of the Lady of Death and then when we see her and just mm-hmm. sort of like oh god oh such a uh, everything was so beautiful in this book it really was mm. it really was uh anyway i mean there's there's a ton more to say about this book but we should move on <laughs> yeah 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 that was cemetery boys by aiden thomas are you ready are you ready are you ready, are you ready? 
Fuck Mary, kill. Fuck Mary, kill. Fuck Mary, Fuck Mary, kill. Okay, do you want to go first, or would you like me to go first? Uh, you go first. Okay, uh, per use, I have a real one and a funny one. I would do the real one. Okay. Fuck, Mary kill. Mm-hmm. Maeve. Mm-hmm. Lita. Mm-hmm. And Deirdre. Oh. Our sassy old ladies. Sassy old ladies. Our sassy maternal figures. <laughs> okay, well... I'm going to marry Lita mm-hmm. because men, dead men want to come back just to eat her food. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Give me them conches. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh. That sounded delicious. There was so much. I was so fucking hungry reading this book. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler, my funny one is about food, so maybe we should do it, too. <laughs> we should do it, too. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm going to marry Lita. <laughs> like, yeah, fair, um, fair, fair. Look, does she have miles to grow as far as, like, where we are with, like, sexuality and stuff? Yeah, but, like, yes. you know you know what? I'm here. Well, let's talk. I'm yeah. not the best person to help her figure this shit out, as <laughs> we know. I've said many a cancelable thing on this very podcast, but... We'll help each other. <laughs> <laughs> She's um, the dad's mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I also believe Vicks Vapor cures an awful lot of things. Let's make it happen. Um, <laughs> and then I'm going to uh, fuck Maeve because she sounds like yep. so much fun. Like she's just, <gasps> so much fun. All the antiques that are around, all the I great know. stories that she's got. She's just yes. immediately funny, immediately uh-huh. like, like you know, good at confrontation, you know, but also good at being, you know, all the things. Like, I, and so that means I have to kill Deirdre. I don't want to, but also like Deirdre could be a little pushy sometimes in a way that, you know, I didn't always like. Didn't always yeah, like. Fair, 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 fair. Um, I'm going to fuck Lita. Um, I, like you said, she has a lot of room to grow. I don't need to stick around for that, but I feel like before and after the sex, there will be a lot of really good food. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh, I'm gonna marry Maeve. <sighs> Just she was the best. She was so great. I love her. Um, and then I'm gonna kill Deirdre. I don't want to. I also really liked Deirdre. Um. She was a little pushy, but also she was very protective of Colm at the beginning and was basically like, don't fall in love with that American because she's not going to give you what you need. Yep. Um, so I don't want to kill her. But uh, as of this recording, Dia de Muertos is coming up. So I'll get to see her again. Yeah, absolutely. I it's mean, she's not a brujo, so I won't. But it's fine. We'll just say. <laughs> our rules. Our, our rules. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Claire? Okay. Um, okay. You're gonna have to remind me of a name because I think it. I think it was just straight up Tito. Uh, this was the gardener. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Tito. Uh, who he does turn into a bad spirit, <clears throat> but he was also one of my favorite ghosts 
because he had been the gardener who had taken care of all of the flowers when he was alive, but he was also formerly a soccer player for Colombia. <laughs> and so like he continued he so he was still the ghost gardener. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he still did all of the flowers for their Dios de los Muertos ceremony and everything else. And he was a cranky ghost. Yeah. But he was also like taking care of the flowers. Um he turned bad, but we're gonna ignore that. Um yeah. <laughs> So we're just gonna do all the caretakers for uh, for our cemeteries. So that's okay. Column, that's Enrique, which is uh, Yadriel's dad, and Tito. Okay. I'm gonna fuck Enrique. He sounded hot. He really did. Like he yeah. was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like anyway. At the he end, was, when he's in his like ceremonial garb with his like I'm the leader voice. Ooh. Uh, ooh ooh ooh. He knew um, all about good food. He yes. knew about beautiful things. He really yes. did love his son. He really was not, he was learning and growing. Mm-hmm. He grew and learned in this book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, he had a good apology. Yes, yes, he did apologize, and he when he realized um, that Yadriel had like performed the quinceas ritual by himself to like be able to like fairy ghost and you know send them back and some of the, when he realized that that's what was happening like that that had happened he was like so excited so proud mm-hmm. he was on board from that moment he was like on board and it really did feel like uh because we because yadriel had hidden it from his father the whole book mm-hmm. if yadriel told him right away he would have believed and he would have been like oh my god yes absolutely yes yeah. go out and find the, the your cousin <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. You with your new magic skills. Let's do this thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm gonna fuck him. He um, he has his family, and I'm not going to take him away from that with marriage. So, oh, his his wonderful dead wife that comes back. Oh, that was yeah. so sweet. Um, anyway, so I'm gonna fuck him. I'm gonna marry Colum because he also sounded sexy as hell. Oh my God. Um, and I'll get a green card, but it's not a green card in Ireland. Um, and then I'm going to kill Tito, which is fine. Cause he's already dead. Yeah. I was like, this is redundant. Uh, what about you? I mean, yeah, all the same things. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like there is part of me, uh, and Christine will, you know, I think we'll appreciate this. You got to fuck the ghost. There's like, <laughs> so part of me wants to kill Enrique just cause you got to fuck the ghost. <laughs> Christine's like, yes, yes. (laughs) So you know what? For Christine, I'm going to do it. Yay. We're fuck. uh, So, and yeah, I'm going to marry Colin because, oh my God, he's the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's good at the sex. He knows what he's doing. He's good at running a business, even if he doesn't have enough money to buy it. Like, he's great. Yeah. Um, Should I do my funny one really fast? Yes, you should. Okay, Claire. Fuck, Mary kill. Irish soda bread. Pan dulces. Oh, and in, you're evil. And in honor of our trip to Philadelphia, a hoagie roll. <sighs> okay. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to marry Pan dulces because um, I'm here in Texas. And if I <laughs> did not marry Pan dulces, Texas would come for me. <laughs> also, I'm going to tell you. It's good in San Antonio. Sometimes oh. in San Francisco, I was like, I mean, it's fine. I don't understand. They're not like, like if they keep saying sweet bread, it's just 
crumbly bread that's a little bit dry. <laughs> I don't understand it. No, it is good here. Okay. And I feel weird saying that, but it is good. <laughs> um, oh, there's one place that does mini coaches that are just fucking to die for. <laughs> anyway, our cats love them. Our cats keep wanting to eat them. Um, uh, oh, hoagies, soda bread. Hoagies, soda bread. Mm, I think I'm gonna fuck hoagies. I'm going for the hoagies. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I'm sorry. And not a hoagie. Ho- to be fair, a hoagie roll. Hoagie roll. Hoagie roll. Um, I think. Uh, I think I'm gonna fuck a hoagie roll. You know, I, I've had some good soda bread, but I've had the other two more recently. <laughs> fair. And to you? Um, I'm gonna fuck pandorces. Um. As you said, the ones that I've had up here, sometimes they're a little dry. Um, like, they're good, but I'm like, eh. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to marry soda bread because um, it is versatile. It can be sweet or savory. Mm-hmm. And I need versatility in my life. And Christine is shaking her head at me. <laughs> so upset that I'm going to kill the hoagie roll. This just thems the brakes, Christine. That's. I think this might be our last episode. Uh, <laughs> great. Uh, and Claire, out of all of the characters, well, I'm gonna who'd you fuck, who'd you marry, and who would you kill? I'm gonna marry Colum. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna yep. marry Colum. I'm gonna kill Sheen. Mm-hmm. Sean. Sean. I'm also gonna kill uh, kill the uncle because he was he murdered four children just for his own power so that he could he's power hungry man. Yeah, but then he got eaten by a jaguar demon, so it was fine. Yeah, well, and uh, I'm on a forum on Reddit called uh, "Sick Ass Jaguar Tattoos," <laughs> and they just post sick ass jaguar tattoos. Well, I should hope so. And so I just kept thinking about a sick ass jaguar, like just like <laughs> shot on my man. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, but uh, yeah. So both of our bad guys were terrible. I'm gonna kill yeah. both of them. I know that's not the rules, but that's how it's no, happening. No, that's fine. And they were both good villains for the books that they were in. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I am going to fuck Sersha. Oh, because she was great. What I liked about her is she also learned as a character. Yeah, like she and she's in a band. She's in a band. She easily could have been a character who is just our jealousy character, who's just somebody for our lady to be jealous of all the time. But she wasn't. She was a Mm -hmm. fully formed human being. And Lark was jealous of her, but also was like. Yeah, he needs to marry someone, and that person isn't going to be me because I don't want to get married ever again. So, like, I I gotta suck it up. Yep. So it was it was a fun dynamic. Well, to... And there was this great moment where Sersha knows she's jealous and plays that uh, plays on that, and is like, "Oh, let me come over with your favorite food, like make you feel better tonight." And like, <laughs> I 
then she comes over and he's like, thanks. I mean, I really appreciate it. He's like, did it work? And he's like, did what work? Is she jealous? It's <laughs> like genius. Because, because she wanted to hook them up. Not yeah. because she, yeah. Not because she, he, to finish that story, not to piss off Lark, but to be like, this is how we have Lark realize that she's into you and needs to do something about it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was great. Great. And you? Um, I'm going to fuck Rio, the brother yeah, um, no, for good reason. Uh, oh, they kept saying reason. he was hot. Yadriel was like, shit, this guy's hot too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, if I were in high school, I'd want to fuck Julian, but I cannot because I am an adult and he is not. So I'll fuck his older brother instead. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm also, <laughs> yeah, also going to marry Colm. He was great. He was great. He had some, like, you know, like there's a oh, there's a part where uh, Sean was being a dick and Colin responded by punching him in the nose, which is very satisfying. But he he had that sort of like, how dare you talk about her? Like he got a little aggro. But then the narrative punished him for that. Like yep. that became a stumbling block that for was, Lark at work. Wh- it was which, inappropriate thing for him to do. Yes. And the narrative acknowledged that. Yep. So I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, oh, Colin was great. He was funny. He sounded so sexy. So fucking sexy. And then I'd get a green card, but it's not a green card. Um, and then I'm also going to kill Sean. Like the T.O. was like a good magic YA villain because he was, he's he was a hardy boy villain yes and and on top of that it's like he he and yadriel had the same motivation or the same mm-hmm. yeah the same motivations but he, the to let him let it like corrupt him and so that was yes. the, the, i always find that interesting when like the hero and the villain mirror each other um but sean is a real person there are there are men out there like this who actually exist and it is making actively making the world a worse place yeah. so gone gone yep and the books i'm gonna marry both of them oh um, I, I, for all for any and all of their faults i genuinely enjoyed reading both of these books mm-hmm. i i I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed the things that happened, things that went awry. Like, you know, I could forgive when the next thing happened for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it, like I, I like if people ask me to recommend books, I'm going to recommend these two books. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoyed both of them very much. So, yeah, good. I'm going to marry both of these books. That's good. Good. Um. I don't know if I'm quite ready to marry either of them, but I do want to do more than fuck. Oh, okay. Like, I want to date these books, ser- like seriously date them, be in a relationship with these books, but I don't think I'm quite ready to marry them. Um, Just like the few things that, that we talked about were just like a little bit too meh. Yeah. Um, but they they are two of two of the better books that we have read um and i really appreciate because they're also a bit longer than what we usually read so i appreciate that both of them were were really good and really fun to read so exactly yeah um it, does that mean that it's time for our favorite game it's time for our favorite game christine yes okay um this might be 
obvious. We shall see. Mm. Every time. Every time you say that, it's like a curse. (laughs) Fair. Okay. So next time we are reading Norse Jewel, Norse series book one by Gina Conkle and The Reluctant Berserker by Alex Beercroft. Vikings. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised we haven't done Vikings yet. Yeah. So Uh, I am so glad you picked this out because I was going to pick out Vikings for the last book. (gasps) And I was like, "Uh, but I found this one cemetery book and we'd already been thinking we wanted to do cemetery boys for a long time. So I think I'll do this. Yeah. Yeah. Had you picked yeah. had you picked books yet, Claire? Uh Viking books? No. Oh, okay, great. I I'd just be curious to see like which ones you would have picked versus the ones that I did No, pick. I was gonna look for them, but Okay, great. Great, great, great. I'm so excited. Hey. I'm so excited. So so fun fact, real fast. Um a lot of the ones that sounded super cool are only available in paperback, which mm. is not conducive to us. And two as when I said gay Viking book, I had to search pretty deep for one that was not fantasy or shifter. Oh. Yeah. Shifter Vikings. Well, I mean, it's right there, right? Yeah. What's right there? Wolves Just like and bears. Wolves, bears. And... Oh, fair. Right, 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 right. right. Okay. <laughs> I get it's it. It's right there. Dragons. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but these are I th- my my intention with just these big blonde men. <laughs> you know, my intention with these is that it's not like oh the Viking conqueror has come. Like I I want these to both be. They're all Vikings, and it's like period. I did stumble across a time travel one that could have been interesting, but I was like nah. Um. So yeah, I'm very excited about these. Hey, and I guess all we have left to say is thank you, Claire. Well, thank you, Neil. Thank you, Christine. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you. Thank you, authors. Thank you so much, authors. Obviously, like we take these books that you've worked really, really hard on, and we just bury them deep in the ground. (laughs) (laughs) We we perform cruel and precise autopsies upon them imprecise it's worse imprecise imprecise yeah drunken autopsies (laughs) drunken autopsies (laughs) and we may or may not put them back together in the right places but you know these were two good books and we feed them to our listeners like yeah and you are are we suddenly (laughs) sweeney todd and mrs lovitz yes i think that's exactly it's it's pies come and get your pies come and get Um, your pies uh so uh also so no, that all was it, that right? to say is like we get it we know we're, we're not worthy we bought the books yeah the joke's but on you, us. you two keep doing what you're doing because you're doing great honestly yeah yeah so and i i um, think these are actually both first efforts from both of these authors so i think we're gonna, like, which is great um i do know that like cemetery boys the cemetery boys author has since come out with at least two other books um and that (laughs) in the time where they we couldn't get the book until now 
this writer has come out with two more books? I think so, yes. Oh my god. Look, must be nice. Aiden's on top of it. <laughs> a- Aiden is <laughs> like like any good queer, Aiden is well organized and on top of their shit. Um and the other book only came out this year, so Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Um, I already thanked the listeners, right? Did I thank the listeners? We did. Yeah. Uh, we just thank thanked, you, oh, listeners. We thank you so much, listeners. And of course, like uh, we would appreciate it if you could take a little bit of time and rate, review, subscribe. Um, tell your friends, tell your enemies, uh, tell people on the street, uh, have long conversations with people in airplanes where you just talk about this podcast. <laughs> um, and of course, what are, what is the other way that they can support this podcast and this if, show? If you have a little extra money kicking around, maybe just some five euro notes you want to send our way. Um, patreon.com slash fmk lit pod there's a link in the description um, but if that's not convenient for you just type in patreon.com slash fmk lit pod it's hard to find us on patreon because we say dirty words dirty, dirty like words. anal sex <laughs> <laughs> and have discussions what, between like is it arse or os is it arse Uh, join us uh, on our patreon where we have extended notes uh christine's notes extended episodes where we will actually be talking about just that very thing (laughs) yes and i mean we're about we're about to we're about to listen to christine's notes as soon as we say as soon as we say keep fucking as soon as we're done with that christine tells us her notes so if you want to hear those join us on our patreon yeah so i guess all that's left to say is give us money and if you can do so safely and consensually and in a graveyard buried six feet under with some pandoses Ooh. Keep-